What's up, guys? Welcome back. I'm Colton McCormack, and this is the Certified Wrench Podcast. It's been uh, I've been off two weeks, <laughs> not by choice, I guess. Shit just happens. Whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm joined by a guest that I've wanted to get on for quite a long time now. Is that my dog barking in the background? I do apologize. Uh, anyway, I uh, wanted to get him on for quite a while now, but so you know, scheduling and all that stuff. I didn't even ask you if I was going to say your last name wrong, so I'll let you introduce yourself because <laughs> I don't want to screw it up. <laughs> it's e- it's easy. It's just it, uh, I'm Rex Sherburn. Sherburn. So I could just call Sherburn. you Sherbert. I'm sure. I'm or, sure that people. Everybody calls me Rexican. Rexican. <laughs> Rex Sherburn. That's what I thought. I think I've said it before on the podcast, but I just, you know, it's yeah. your episode, so I want to make sure everything's yeah. good. Uh, anyway. It's kind of funky. It's kind of funky. I, Looking yeah. at it, but then once you look at it and say it, then it's, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Did uh, Did you get called Sherbert growing up? Well, of course. Of course. <laughs> So uh, let's dive right into it, man. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've you've heard all the episodes. Um, you kind of know how it goes down. Let's kind of talk about how you got into things and where you're at now, because I'm excited for the where you're at now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess starting out, like, I mean, in high school, I had work experience at a machine shop. I mean, even before that, I bought my first tractor, old Farmall, when I was in eighth grade. My dad and I rebuilt the engine, and I still have it. It's in the backyard. Wow. Made it from California to Washington. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I guess we should tell everybody that you're we're from the same neck of the woods, basically, right? And now you're yeah. up in Washington? Yeah, eastern Washington. The beautiful side of the state, full of desert, sagebrush. <laughs> dust sand <laughs> <laughs> so uh so that in high school you said that was that's what'd you do in high school yeah i had work experience in high school at a machine shop so i got to work on engines and luckily that machine shop got to work on all kinds of not just car engines but i mean they bring in blowers off of detroit's to rebuild like Sweet. on the logging equipment huh. and uh but then out of high school i went i went and worked construction for a couple big outfits around sacramento well i worked for one big outfit but sometimes there was jobs with other outfits but some of the big bigger names around there and uh 2008 and the housing market crashed and the only job i could find was for a uh, a mechanic job in Northern California at a walnut company, one of the biggest walnut companies singly owned in Northern California. Hmm. So before we go into that, how do you say, I think you and I have talked about this, but um, the conversation between my wife and I, almonds or almonds, how, how do you, oh, say, I've heard this. Yeah. <laughs> how do you <clears throat> say it? <laughs> Ammon. Oh God, you're you just lost points with me, man. <laughs> How do you say salmon? Salmon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, salmon. You take the S off, put a D on the end. Ammon. 
Do you say Ammon because they shake the L out of it? No. no. I mean, we didn't have am. I mean, what I worked on was all walnuts. I mean, we would harvest the almonds or almonds, and as soon as the tree was harvested, there was an excavator ripping it out, getting mm-hmm. ready to plant walnuts. So That's crazy. But, anyway, sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> that's fine. And then uh, my shop manager there, he, he worked at a John Deere dealership in Northern California. He was a service manager there and then came over to the orchard I worked for. And he said, I needed to get out of there and go work for a dealer. I'd make a lot more money. Hmm. And then, uh, I moved, I put a bunch of applications in with dealers between Northern California and Washington, like through Oregon. And there was one in Eastern Washington. It's uh, a new Holland dealer, which the blue tractors, which they're same, same as the case tractors, but mm-hmm. just blue and, uh, went to work for them. And I don't know, five, six years burned out running all the time through Idaho, Washington, Oregon, fixing stuff that we had like 10 dealers at one time. And I'd have to go to the other dealers when their mechanics or techs couldn't fix stuff. Isn't, I would be sent. Isn't that the best? God, I hated that shit. I would have to do that when I, I was in California. I got a call at like eight o'clock at night to go work on a swather down in uh, central Oregon. And I'm like, I talked to the tech. I'm like, did you check all this stuff? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went down there, got a motel. You know, the little plastic nut that they put on the starter lugs. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a metal nut on it. All they had was the plastic one. <laughs> That's all it was. It was losing contact, and then the whole swather would shut off. So as but, soon as you yeah, put a load I on drove it. Five hours, five hours for that. <laughs> and then, uh, so, got burned out there. Didn't really like the shop manager, foreman, whatever you want to say. And uh, now I'm where I'm at now. and work at a federal government nuclear site. It's... Uh, the Hanford site. I don't want to give out too much stuff. Uh, they have a YouTube channel and a website, Hanford.gov. You can check it out there, but uh, it's where they made the, we have, we had nine reactors and it's where they made the plutonium for the fat man bomb that dropped on Japan. Oh, okay. So now we're in cleanup phase and that's i work on all the demolition and everything that it takes to clean up the site cleanup phase is that like a multi-year process or multi-generation really holy crap it's been going on for a long time yeah wow the the only nuclear nuclear stuff i've ever seen is the rancho seco Oh, yeah, towers, yeah. but those have been shut down since what, the sixties or seventies, something like that. Yeah. I worked on a subdivision out there. Like there were like five acre lots. Huh. I think it was right by Eddie Murphy's house. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. He, he lived out there. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was right next door to that place. Yeah. Rancho Seco. That's, there was always a joke cause it was nuclear plant that the, the, the lake there had three eyed fish and stuff in it. <laughs> yeah. Simpsons. Stuff. Yeah. But that's cool, man. That's uh, I'm so interested in hearing about this stuff. I know you just kind of work on the machines, but uh, you know, 
Yeah. I, I try to stay out of all the, I don't, I know what goes on like, like other crafts. Like, I mean, we have, we don't have, we have mechanics, laborers, operators, crane operator, you know, we have every craft out there, plumbers, electricians, linemen. It's, it's basically a city that goes home every night. Hmm. Like there's, I think 8,000 people work out there maybe between everybody. Wow. And the, how, so, how'd you end up landing this job? Did you apply for it or did you kind of get approached? About yeah, it? I, I applied for it. Uh, a friend of mine down the road here, I work on his hay equipment on the side and stuff. He's a, they call him a field work supervisor, kind of like a foreman. Hmm. And he's like, Hey, they're hiring out here. So I put a job uh, application in and I got hired and it's union. Yeah. That was a kind of, so- so you kind of got pushed to Washington because of the recession in 2008. Is that what happened or? No, not really. I just wanted to get out of there, raise my kids kind of maybe in a better place. Kind that of the same the reason. Same reason I wanted yeah. to get out of California as well. But um, <clears throat> yeah, that was a, it was a scary deal back then because I was just fresh out of high school when all that stuff happened and I didn't know what to do. I was applying for jobs everywhere and, I was just got lucky enough to land the, the automotive shop, you know, and end up working there yeah. for six years. But yeah, that was. Yeah, that, I think the was, last job it was like I think it was like Yuba City, mm-hmm. Marysville. I can't remember one of those towns right there. It was like downtown working. I think I was jackhammering concrete out with a backhoe inside a building for some restaurant or something. And like the next day, it was like no work, laid off, like. Hmm. Like it was crazy. Yeah. My, my girlfriend at the time back in high school, her mom was a real estate agent and it just was like, she was busy as hell. And all of a sudden it was just like one day, nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, it feels like we're starting to go back into that. <laughs> if you listen to a lot of the stuff. Yeah. I, luckily I don't have to feel that too bad. It's if they, if they cut our funding, that would be when I would have to worry about it. But yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I haven't felt it yet, but, you know, luckily we've got work into about 2025, 2024, somewhere in there, but never know what's going to happen after that. Yeah. I'm in the middle of the seniority list, so. Mm-hmm. So is that a, <laughs> I, I guess we could ask this right off the bat, is that a union job or? Yes, yes, union. It's. I, it's it's local 280. It's kind of its own little deal here. I know whatever there's 370 or 302. I think is I don't know. There's another union, the big union in Washington, but mm. this one's kind of its own specific to where I work. How do you kind of call it a fake union? A what? <laughs> a fake union. Oh, fake union. Okay. <laughs> I thought you said a rake union. I'm like, mm. uh, how do? I we we kind of talk about union stuff on here. I don't know too much about it. You know, I I like to get a lot of touch base with that a lot because people are always interested in union stuff. How do you feel about it? Do you enjoy it, or is it just another another thing? It's just another. I I don't know. The only bad part about it is that's like there's guys on my seniority list that have been out there since the '90s. And then there's guys that's been out there since last year and they all make the same. Yeah. So it's not, 
that's always a crappy part, you know, especially yeah. with inflation and stuff, you know. Uh, is are, is it better health and all that stuff, you know, benefits-wise and retirement and all that stuff? Uh, this, so this, I, this is different. Like it's, I'm on a 401k mm-hmm. and it's, it's standard. It's not like a, There's, we're in a union, but I don't get the pension or anything oh, like okay. that. Yeah. That's scary too. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. So. Well, uh, I guess we can talk a little bit about, you know, what you're doing and stuff. I see here it's yellow machines that you work on. Um, what kind of stuff are you working on out there? Um, so on the, I like to stick to the demo stuff, the, de- the demolition equipment. Mm-hmm. So we have cat deer and Komatsu excavators, one Volvo and dozers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Volvo. I just resealed the swivel on that the other day. And then, uh, Let's see. We got cat and deer loaders, one Komatsu loader, a W500. Hmm. And then uh, all of our cat or all of our deer loaders are 744Ks, which, so, I mean, they've been good machines. Um, yeah. We, I, we run mainly 644s, 624Ls, and uh, we got two 744s. Yeah, they're all right. One's pretty wore out. J, but it oh. went to another government site back east. Eight forty four J. I don't think I've ever seen one. I've only seen eight forty four Ks. Yeah, I've never seen this one. It just popped up on the equipment list the other day, and I'm like, "Where'd this go?" <laughs> <laughs> we switched equipment between sites, so. So, man, I'm trying to trying to think of like the questions to ask because i i don't know if i'm going to ask the wrong thing or anything like that no, but you're just ask i can i just say no we can't talk about that or yeah we can't <laughs> you plead the fifth um yeah well you know obviously you're cleaning up the stuff is the stuff dangerous to work i guess explain yeah. what the machines are doing first before i ask the questions about the machines and what you do okay um, so basically we have clean buildings and dirty buildings. Dirty buildings have radiological material in them, contamination. So it can be minimal or it could be a lot. And it just it varies. Like I can work on stuff in street clothes or coveralls or it can be highly contaminated. And like that picture I sent you of me in the suit, that's, that's a highly contaminated area. Hmm. So... That's kind but, of what I was going to ask. Like, yeah, and and I mean, that's certain jobs out there. So, uh, like demolishing where they process this stuff, or the reactors and all that stuff. That's all contaminated. That's going to be, you know, we had either supplied air or breathing air or uh, powered air purifying respirators and. It just depends on where we're at. And then we have equipment that's clean, like they grade roads and, you know, work on the roads. And it's just all kinds of different equipment. We'd light plants, generators, just, you know, we have clean equipment, as we call it, and we have dirty equipment. Mm-hmm. So 
some of the clean equipment we use for demolition, like there's clean buildings we have to dem- demo and, you know, and there's dirty ones. So that's, that's insane to me. So that's, <laughs> that was kind of one of my questions was like, are you working on them in regular clothes or, you know, you got hazmat suits on respirators, all that stuff. Yeah. How, yeah, how the is hazmat suits the worst? Yeah. Nice and hot. In the summertime. Yeah. I lost seven pounds in one day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I was going to say, that's got to suck, you know, wearing that and then having to wear a respirator and I'm sure these certain type of gloves or anything like that. You, let's talk about the glove situation. Mm, so, okay. So on top of wearing two Tyvek suits, you have to have, you wear rubber booties, you know, you wear your work boots, your steel-toed work boots, you put your suits on, rubber booties, and so you have to have three pairs of nitrile gloves and one pair of cut proof gloves to work on in certain areas. Mm. No thanks. So like that picture, that picture I sent you had, I had five pairs of gloves on. That's crazy. So you can't even the, feel if you're trying to start a bolt, you can't feel it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, some of that stuff, it's some of it's a, a struggle. Yeah. Like, so speaking of those 744Ks, the the armrest switches, mm-hmm. yeah, try changing those micro switches out with five pairs of gloves on. So, like, you're working on the inside of those things. Are the operators having to wear suits yeah, and stuff too? Yep. Just in yep. case stuff gets inside? Yeah. Wow. Most of the time we try to keep the cabs as clean as we can. Like, they'll change their boots out you know, they'll change gloves and stuff. The touch points they change out before they climb in the cab Mm. just to keep it less contaminated. That's crazy. Like this is just, it's, it's fascinating to me. I'm sure it's just the same old thing for you, but you know, it's, there's new stuff every day. Like it's just the, there's new things every day and it's, it's, it keeps it interesting. Now, can you see the nuclear waste or is it invisible? Like what if you touch it on accident? Yeah, we have uh, we have uh, we call them Radcon. They're the guys with the meters and stuff that okay. check stuff and say don't touch this or you know like we had a I think it was a three ninety cat excavator we were having fuel issues with just fuel filters you know just mm-hmm. stuff like that and it was like he's surveyed something by the fuel filters they call it surveying when they're checking for radiological mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, yeah, don't touch there. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, yeah, it's just part of the job. I mean, that's, they protect us. I mean, it's, that's what all the suits and all the radiological people are for. Like that's, they're there to protect us and everything else. So, Hmm. and is it mainly field work or do you have like a shop you work out of too? Or we have a shop. um, We have, two high bays. So we have, we have light duty mechanics, heavy duty mechanics, oilers and tire and lube. So mm-hmm. I'm a heavy duty mechanic, field mechanic. Then we have heavy mechanics in the shop, light mechanics in the shop, oilers and tire and lube in the shop. Fun, fun. That's so. a Man, just uh, I could probably go on all day about this stuff, like because I just find it fascinating, you know. Um, the so the light duty guys they work on trucks, cars, you know, 
side by sides, mm. the fire fire trucks, the police rigs, like all that stuff. Um, so I, I guess we. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, the heavies work on all the equipment from lawn mowers to you know excavators, dozers, graders, everything. Mm. Um, so I guess like is this a it's a active reactor? And no. So how what is just a big city that you're tearing down and cleaning up? Pretty much. It, it's best to go. It's best to go to that Hanford.gov website. Okay, I'm gonna have to. Kind of, I think it's like I think it's 600 square miles or something. Really, it's huge. Like it's a huge area, and it's all spread out. And uh, so there's different areas. I'm not gonna go into that. Yeah. Because think I should, <laughs> but like all the reactors are along the river, the Columbia river. And then there's process, there's other areas within the site. So, well, yeah, there's a, so I'm on it right now and, uh, yeah, there's a whole, whole bunch of stuff, you know, pictures. Yeah, and they, got, they got YouTube videos, like, you know, the YouTube videos are cool. Like you can see there's, uh, one job I worked on where we demolished this really highly contaminated processing building. And like, you can see them, we blew the stack down instead of blow or uh, demoing it with mm -hmm. excavators, the vent stack. Mm -hmm. They got that video. That's pretty cool. I got to be there for that. So what the hell possessed you to want to do this? Was <laughs> it just uh, the money or something different or a little it yeah, that's what I'm going to write that down. Cause I want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a little bit better money. Uh, four tens. Oh, okay. I work four tens. Um, you can sign up for overtime if you want overtime. We haven't been getting much cause of contract stuff and budget stuff, but I've been just four tens is nice. Mm. Like three days off. <laughs> Hell yeah. I feel spoiled. You got Monday. You got Mondays off or Fridays off? Fridays. Nice. That's always the best. Friday, Friday, I'd rather have yeah. Fridays off than Mondays for some reason. Yeah. There's there's other shifts. There's all kinds of different shifts out there. Like I don't know. There's twelve hour shifts. Like the fire department works on different shifts. The patrol work on different shifts. Like yeah, all kinds of different times. Hmm. So. Sweet. Uh, I don't, I don't think I got much more on, on that unless you do. Um, you know, we can kind of dive into some topics here if you want. Uh, oh my gosh. Well, we can talk about like, we have our own on-site disposal site. Mm -hmm. So everything that gets demoed gets put into roll-off truck cans and then shipped to the central waste area mm -hmm. where we bury everything on site. So you're ruining the environment. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. No, it's good for the environment. <laughs> Everything out there is ruining the environment. So is there a, 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 a you know, I think we could talk about this. Is there a lot of like tree hugger folks, you know, uh, trying to stop all this or? No, there's a, there's uh no, cause we're actually cleaning up a, a nasty area. So. It's yeah. good for the environment, for the local tribes. Like it's all, you know, there's a whole group of people that are involved in the cleanup of this. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of curious about that. You know, like, where are you yeah. taking this stuff? 
where you put yeah, it. Yeah, it all gets buried. It's like a lined, lined uh, landfill thing. It's buried and everything's like put there properly. It takes a, <laughs> a really long time for that stuff to die out, though, doesn't it? Yeah, the half lifes and all that stuff. Yeah. That's above my yeah. grade. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd know a little bit about it from hearing people talk about it, but I just yeah. know. Thousands yeah. and thousands of years. Yeah. Huh? We won't be here. That's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I don't know. I like, I like talking about all the demolition stuff. So hell yeah. I like hammer, hammers and shears and all, I like all that stuff. So I'm rebuilding the hammer right now. Rebuilt the shear the other day. So, okay. So I actually never really got to work on hammers. Um, when at the dealership, you know, I have to check, you know, check pressures and stuff on the excavators and stuff like that. But I've never really worked on a hammer. And I actually got to change a bit out the other day on a cap machine. Had no idea <laughs> what the hell I was doing. <laughs> I take the plugs out, take those stupid locks out. I had to watch yeah. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube's great, man. You can find anything and everything on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube's my last resort. I I hate having to look something up on YouTube. If I can't figure it out, <laughs> I, yeah, I just... Well, my buddy was texting me today asking how to get into a tech mode on a WA300. Does that sound right? Or 320? Yeah. Something like that. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's menu four, three, two, one, or one, two, three, four. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, just watch YouTube. <laughs> Cause I couldn't remember. Yeah. And I was trying to mow my yard. So I'm like, sorry. But uh, I like those Komatsu machines. Like those Komatsu excavators are good excavators. I, for, I mean, for the abuse that we put them through, I mean, they are good machines. Yeah. So I, that's, that's one thing, like I've said before, I will give Komatsu is being able to do, basically anything through the monitors on those things. Um, yeah. You can do the a service lot. manuals. Mm. Oh yeah. Don't even get me started. I worked at Komatsu was, for a little bit. Oh. And they threw me in a truck and told me to go for it. So I was, I was lost, man. I was glad to get out of there because I didn't know shit. It's like the same dude in every picture. <laughs> yeah. And they, <laughs> they have like their own form of like DTAC, but it was weird. Super weird. Yeah, I never got, I'm never, we have paper or, you know, hard copies of service manuals and stuff. And these are like dash eight to dash 10 series mm -hmm. excavators. So, but it's like, I was adjusting, we had one that was doing some funky stuff. It was pilot pressure issues and the service manual, it said, adjust pressure to normal. <laughs> so that, what's normal? What it said. Yeah, and <laughs> no spec. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> that's the old Isuzu manual. Same thing, you know. Yeah. Pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, um, you got the basic topics. You got boots, which we don't really need to talk about. Um, They're good. Would you like to talk about tools? I'm just oh, Well, actually, you did. You wanted to talk about tools, right? There was one thing. Oh, rigid hex nut wrenches. Do you have those? Rigid hex nut wrenches. No, I never. I have so, to Google it. So I have to swap a lot. It's mainly, I think, it's the twenty-four inch. Mm -hmm. uh, Rigid hex nut wrench. Oh, are you talking? It looks like a pipe wrench. 
Yeah, but it's it's got like, uh, yeah, it's the rigid twenty five straight. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that's my baby for hydraulic lines and stuff, or what? Uh, so with all of our demo equipment, everything has to fit everything. So we use these. Most people's heard of them. This like Stucci quick couplers. Mm-hmm. They're like a hex big quick coupler. Cause you can't see it on TV <laughs> or on this video. If you guys uh, look at your speakers, you can see what he's doing. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know what those Stukies or Stucci's are? I've heard of it. Don't really know anything about them. They're just a threaded quick coupler for like, we use them for the hammers and the shears to hook to the excavators. Oh, okay. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Okay. And you know, we have like dash 24 size, quick couplers and just going through those, it, it, that tool is, is my, it makes, makes it just a breeze for all those quick couplers for me changing from a hammer to a shear or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I know what Stucci is now that I'm actually looking yeah. at it I'm like stupid. I didn't know that's what their, you know, the name was. I just always called them like SCV couplers or anything like that. Yeah, that's the John Deere thing. Yeah, but you <laughs> yeah, know, that, like the the VEP, they're like a flat face mm-hmm. threaded coupler. Yeah. That's what we use. I gotcha. Cool. But yeah, man, those that rigid hex nut wrench. That's you know, if I don't know, that's makes the, those quick couplers a breeze. I'll have to look into it. It's kind of cool. Cause I do a lot of, a lot of big hydraulic lines and stuff. So I have to, and sometimes the, the hardest part for me is, you know, like hydraulic lines and stuff, if they're in a tight spot and you can't get regular wrench on them, it's crow's foot, you know, and hopefully yeah. good luck with that. But. Or a chisel. Yeah. Well, so since we're talking tools, are you a Milwaukee Kool-Aid drinker or no? I I don't, I don't have any, I got, let's see, I got at the house. Oh, we can talk about that too. I don't have to buy any tools. It's all provided out there. Jesus. In case it gets, I mean, all my, from my previous jobs are all out in my garage mm-hmm. right now. So, um, it, it's, it's the reason is cause they can become contaminated and they don't want to pay us for tools, hmm. but I got snap on impact guns. I got John Deere impact guns. I got the Walt impact. I got everything. So, so uh, actually now that you kind of brought that up, so tools wise, if they get contaminated, do you have to clean them every day or how does well, they, they get left in those areas? Explain. Yep. So like we have, there's different levels of areas and like, there's some areas I can take my tools in, work with, they okay them to release them back to me. Okay. Then there's some areas that the tools will get contaminated and they have to stay in that area. So you don't have like that, like you have a service truck, obviously. Yep. They don't go back in your truck or do you clean them nope. before? They get replaced. If they get stuck in that area and get dem like they'll just get demoed right along with everything else. What? That's yeah. crazy. Wow. Yeah. So I, I imagine they spend quite a bit of money on tools alone. Yeah, not, I mean, they try to have everything already in those zones. Like they'll buy 
like a full tool set to have in there when we're doing like a big demolition job mm-hmm. or they'll they'll bring the equipment out and clean it to a point where I can work on it with normal tools. Hmm. That's, so. that's wild, man. That's just, yeah. It, you find out more and more as we go. That's so cool. Right. That last big job we did. I mean, we had welder, we had a Miller air pack in there, you know, we had everything from one inch all the way down ready to go. Wow. It's all contaminated stuff. So. And they just demolish or throw it in the demo stuff. Yep. That's yeah. insane. So, or we try moving it to another job. It just depends, you uh-huh. know, on the situation. And I can't go too far into that. No, so. no, that's fine. That's fine. That's that's just, <laughs> I just get blown away by this stuff. It's so cool. Yeah, it's neat. I think it's all neat. Yeah, all of it. definitely. Um, so topics that you were wanting to discuss, you know, you got a couple here. Safety. We can talk about safety, especially with what you're doing. I mean, how, how. Yeah. Do you ever get like nervous at times or anything? Like I think that touched my skin or anything like that or No, not I I don't know. I, I work out there. Like yeah. why would I get a job out there if I'm gonna be scared of it? So. How did how did you feel when you first started? Like was it kind of a nervous thing or Um Not really. Hmm. I I was nervous because making sure I had to put my suits on like I got hired, went through all the training. And like, as soon as I got my training, I was in working the next day on stuff inside the zones. And, um, I was just trying to understand how everything works. That was the biggest thing that made me nervous, like making sure I'm in the right areas and, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, definitely. So, Don't want to go the wrong it's place. Not really, it's not as bad as everybody makes it sound. Yeah. So. Well, they make it sound so scary, you know, and, I don't well, know. It's not like Homer it. Simpson walking out with a fuel rod in his back pocket. Like <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> or like a Chernobyl, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that's bad. That's yeah. Compared to where I work, it's that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what exactly are you wanting to discuss safety wise? Just what, what was on that list? I can't you, you put safety that. topics you want to talk about safety. <laughs> like do you ever run into issues where this, the safe, like safety makes it harder or makes it more unsafe than being safe. Um, I just get mad at the safety guys that like push hard hats and stuff on, on us, especially the mechanics. Cause they don't understand like, you can't wear a hard hat in certain places on a machine trying to work on it. And they'll, if they're there, they're going to jump your ass. Um, but like our I safety said, guys understand um, that. Yeah, that's good. Or, you know, I'm afraid that they're going to start making us wear those BMX helmets, safety or hard hats. You know, have you ever seen those? Well, like bump caps. Yeah, but they're, they got a uh, jaw strap and everything. They just look ridiculous. But a lot of those companies are going to that. And I just, mm. I never it. heard of that. Yeah. The, a lot of the companies out here are going to the, it looks like a BMX helmet. You know, it's got a jaw strap and it just looks, looks stupid, but I'm afraid they're going to start making us wear that. You know, well, this will fit. Yeah. <laughs> we have to wear hard hats in like in that. I don't know. I think that picture I sent you, I'm, I have a hard hat on in that mm-hmm. even over under my suit. I have a hard hat on. Yeah. But uh, certain areas you have to have hard hats on, but most of the safety guys realize we're like, I had to do uh, 
I don't know, on it was a PC 600 Komatsu and they lost all the oil and the, they call it a P- PTO gearbox mm-hmm. right behind the engine that runs the pumps. Yeah. Drives the pumps and uh, they lost all the oil in it and just blew it, grenaded it. So I had to work on that. And that job was specific. You had to wear a hard hat everywhere. And I'm trying to work on those pumps and, you know, pull the pumps out and all that stuff out of that excavator. And the safety guy finally came up. He's like, I got it down. I got it wrote down in the safety work package or whatever he works on. And uh, he's like, you don't have to wear a hard hat. So. Cool. That's always nice. Yeah. yeah. I've gotten into it a few times because we have a company that comes out and I got into it. We are putting a motor in a 470 telling me to wear my hard hat. And I'm meanwhile, I'm like way down in this thing, trying to get yeah. an engine bolt put in or a mount, mounting bolt put in. And I told him, you get your ass up here and put your head down there and tell me how easy it is. Yeah. yeah we had the biggest one I saw was, uh, not, it just, it rubbed me the wrong way. So we had a, Komatsu dealer mechanic come out for uh it was a rental excavator they were working on there's different contracts like we can't work on rental stuff we can only work to a certain point and then the the rental company or Komatsu has to come out and uh well he needed to go up in a man lift to work on it was a pc 800 Mm -hmm. and they needed to work on top of the boom for something i don't know i wasn't involved in it and uh the safety guy he was certified man lift personnel lift sorry <laughs> lift uh, operator <laughs> personnel lift <laughs> you gotta say personnel lift now not man lift oh, God. Uh, they wouldn't let him up in the man lift so the the solution was to dig a giant hole mound up the dirt and then put the boom over the top of the mound and then he's climbing back and forth up the dirt the dirt yeah. to the top of a pc 800 and I'm like, how is that any more dangerous than having somebody take him up that's certified in a personnel lift? Like, uh, yeah, I've had yeah, to do, I've had to do that before. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you. Oh no, you're fine. I'm uh, just saying, I've had to do that before. Like they broke like a a pipe off one of the cylinders, you know, and we've had to mount it up because we couldn't move the machine, so. Yeah, that's the only time I think it's acceptable. But something like what you're saying, I kind of had to do the same thing in the shop on one of our 850Ds. Uh, we actually ended up getting a lift because I could not break the bolts loose on the, you know, the big Allen head bolts. I think they're 17 yeah. millimeter or something. Yeah, maybe 17 more. or 18 or something. Yeah. 17. And I couldn't on the ladder. I couldn't get the weight distribution. And finally, my boss is like, "No, nah, I'm going to get a lift in here." And it's just, um, I was waiting for a safety guy to come into the shop and be like, you need to be tied off in that thing. <laughs> Are they safety guys for your company or for like a site? So the guy used to work for us, but then he started his own company and we ended up bringing them on. So it's an actual safety company and they go around to all of our job sites, but there is GCs that have their own safety guys as well. And I've seen them. <laughs> walk up on guys cutting rebar and stuff with no safety glasses. And that guy's like, you shut that shit down now, which that's fine with me. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. Mm. Safety. I'm all about safety though, man. I'm a huge advocate, but there's times where I forget, like, you know, I'm hitting something with a punch and then I only got my safety squints on and like, whoops, I forgot. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's. I mean, yeah, I see where they're coming from, but you know, there's there's a point where you're like we have issues with hot work. Yeah, you know, cutting. We there's some areas we can't do that, so I can't just turn a nut into liquid, you know, or lance out a pin or something. I got to beat on it with a sledgehammer. So, you know, that's, I mean, beating on a pin with a sledgehammer is how, how, how that for my body. Like, you know, that's why my hands hurt and my arms hurt every morning, you know, and I can't sleep. (laughs) Yes. No, I, I completely agree. You know, I've never had to, in my, all my years of doing this, I've never had to lance out a pin. Never. And I probably spoke too soon now. I um, like lance and stuff. I've never got to do it. I'm jelly. I'm jealous. That, uh, I did a rebuilt the, I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram. It was like, I can't post to, it sucks because I can't post much mm-hmm. because of where I work. But I did a, it was a processor shear. It's a UP 75 processor i don't can i say brands i guess you can say brands you can even say you can say company names if you're comfortable with it i just if we're talking a brand it's Uh a up 75 processor Uh and a big cylinder you know i think the bore's 12 inches at least 12 inches Mm. the bore the hydraulic cylinder i don't know whoever put previously put the bolts on the the piston because it's got big Allen bolts that hold the piston onto the rod. Mm. One of them was like cross threaded or they gave it the old Ooga Dooga with some Loctite. And I had to lance that out. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I had the hydraulic wrench on it, the inch and a half hydraulic wrench on it and it wouldn't budge it. Wow. So how yeah. that, that just makes you think like, how'd they get it in? If you couldn't get it out with that, that's why I think they, they gave it the old, well, I can't say that. They gave it the old cross thread, I think. Just hammered it in there. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, so kind of the threads were like welded to the the threads on the bolt were like welded to the threads on the cylinder rod. That's it was crazy. Doesn't make like, sense. Like, how the hell did they get it in if you couldn't get it out with a inch and a half? Uh, whatever. Um, it was maxed out 10,000 PSI. I don't even know how many foot pounds that is on a hydraulic wrench on our high torque thing. All of them. Yeah. So kind of going off of safety, you've got here taking care of your, yourself body, you know, as a mechanic, um, do you deal with, I guess you don't really deal with burnout much now. Do you? I still get burned out sometimes. I mean, it's mostly just the stuff we have to deal with, like the rules and the regulations and the safety stuff. That's what burns me out anymore. Like not being able to do something simply, you know, with all the red tape and everything. Mm -hmm. So Uh, There's a kitty (laughs) distracting you. (laughs) Yeah. That, I I don't know. I don't know how old you are, but me as a 34 year old, you know, I should have listened to my boss when I was 18 years old because he always used to be like, do this with your hand, not this or whatever it was. And like, whatever, you know? Yeah. And I'm, my body is just hammered. My feet hurt, you know, my shoulders, my wrist for some reason. But uh, I don't know, you know, you're taking care of yourself. 
Well, yeah, that, like, I don't know, like, have you had the carpal tunnel stuff done? I think I need to because this wrist is just, it feels locked up. You know, I can't bend it to a certain point or it's my feet. How do you, like, do you sleep? Like, does your hands go like this when you sleep? I have no idea. Maybe. Yeah. Look, look at night, like, wake up in the morning and see if your hands are like that. That's like the given, huh. given, like, if you're in fists and curled up, that's a, uh, like carpal tunnel, I've heard. So Interesting. Yeah, I want to get that. But. Yeah, it's my feet that's really bad. Like every day, you know, every morning I wake up, I could hardly walk. And I'm sure that's my fault. But, you know, I need to invest in better boots. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, really, I don't get the guys that can wear them logging boots on concrete all day. Like that's. I mean, you got to take care of your body. Like yeah. that's, especially in this trade, like. That's for sure. You know, and it, it's getting to the point now where I'm like trying to start a hose, you know, and my arm just hurts. My hands hurt. Yeah. And it's just like, and I can't get it to thread and just getting pissed off. <laughs> well, I don't know how them car guys work on them lifts. Like I can't work like that for long periods of time. I used to be able to, not anymore. Yeah. Um, the. Oh man, I can't remember what I was going. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just focusing on your cat in the background meowing. That's not my cat. Oh well, the cat in the background. <laughs> it's my wife's cat. Well, uh, no, like yeah, like I've I've learned you got to take care of your body. Like, like that whole beating on crap with a sledgehammer, like a twenty pound sledge. I mean, that's that just goes all the way up through your arms, like your back. It's just, yeah. You see all these old guys that are all crippled up and I just, and I going from that, I think nowadays we work on so much stuff so often. And, you know, I think back, you know, back in the day, you know, dealerships only had maybe they had less techs and, you know, they didn't have as much stuff. I think, I think there's a lot more equipment nowadays and we have a lot more work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I definitely know that, you know, it was a, a, a big change just going from the ag side to the construction side yeah. as far as like, yeah. you know, beating yourself up. I mean, tires, water filled tires and stuff was heavy all that, but I mean, it wasn't like trying to hit pins out and all this stuff all the time, you know, changing couplers and all these weird hydraulic lines where you have to climb up on the boom or whatever, or get your, man, we had these potato tractors up here and they got like, they're, you know, the 12 inch wide, mm -hmm. I think they're 12 or 14 inch wide tires, liquid, you know, whatever they fill them with. Then they got like a 500 pound weight on the inside and a 500 pound weight on the outside. Mm. I, we have foam, all of our tires, like on our loaders are foam filled so they don't get punctured. And I'd rather move those around than those ag tires <laughs> any day. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, it was like, I definitely feel the change in my body just from the past six years of switching over and, you know, Sometimes I think about, but then I think about the times where I had to climb into the, the back of these, you know, combines and the shit I had to do there, you know, so it's, it's different, but the same still. I don't, I think that it's less, to me, it seems like it was less impact on the ag side yes. to the bodies. There you I go. mean, yeah, it was repetition and having to climb on weird crap and 
like we had hillside combines out here west or east of us, you know, and that's you couldn't get on the combine. If it broke down on the side hill and you tried pulling the ladder down, it was like <laughs> the ladder was ten feet above your head. Like <laughs> I've never got to work on one of those, but I could imagine. Yeah, deaf deaf issues on a side hill combine. Those are great. <clears throat> that's awesome. Well, uh I guess we could go down to the next thing here. Um, This is kind of weird for you, I guess, because you have it on here is moving up in a career as a mechanic. Where do you go? You know, your own business, trainer, management, all that stuff. How do you like for you? How do you move up? I can't really go anywhere where I'm at. Yeah. Like most, most everything any position they post that's like, a, I can, I can go into other stuff like different areas in crafts mm-hmm. out there, trades, but anything above a trade, like you have to have a degree. They want you to have some sort of a degree. So like a field work supervisor or scheduling people or anything like that. Like it's almost like I'm stuck. That's crazy. So, you have to have a degree for what? <laughs> I don't, yeah, it is what it is, but Hmm. I just, I was like, like, I remember you talked about being a trainer. I think that like, I wanted to move up into something like that as well. Like on the CNA case, New Holland side, like I always thought that would like, I don't know how the deer side is on trainers and stuff, but like, I just, it's hard to me. It seems like it's hard for a mechanic to move up anywhere other than a service writer or a service manager position. There's like not really anything out there. Well, and the shortage of techs right now, you know, they don't want to move people up and out because you're too valuable where, where you're at and they don't want to say that. But yeah. um, Yeah. I like me, I can't move up anytime soon at least, but. I mean, if I wanted to do anything else, I mean, it's a major pay cut too. you know, service yeah. rider. I don't have that option where I'm at. It's basically mechanic and fleet manager. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, like it, it, there needs to be, I think there needs to be more options. I don't, I wish there was more options. I, I wouldn't say more options. I just think, you know, if you want to work towards that, I think they should actually say, yeah, we can, we can help you out towards that instead of going, "Mm, you know, that's not, that's not the right move for you or whatever. Um, We had one mechanic that wanted to be at the dealership I worked at, excuse me. He wanted to be a salesman. mm -hmm. They're like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then it ended up, Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> now he works for now he works for deer and he's a service manager oh cool good for him he's like oh you want to come over and work for me i'm like no the only way i'm coming to work over there is if i'm your boss <laughs> so that's uh you know kind of a question bouncing off that like do you see yourself working for this company or whatever you're doing for a long time or do you think i, I kind of want to start my own business mm-hmm. and not even in the wrenching field I might want to go back to operating equipment. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, if you start your own wrenching gig, those four tens ain't going to be four tens no more. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not, it's well with the guy I work on his hay equipment, it's not four tens right now. <laughs> yeah. So like, could you be an operator where you're at now or. 
Yeah, but I don't want to be. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what else we could talk about with that. Um, it's the, so do you feel how, let's go back to the burnout. Mm-hmm. Do you feel more burnout in the construction industry or the ag? Uh, my burnout now is just wrenching alone. Um, yeah. I definitely got burned out more, you know, uh, there was times during like harvest, like rice harvest where we were just balls to the wall going all the time, but I didn't really get burned out because I knew it was going to come to an end construction. Yeah. It never ends. Yeah. Especially if you're at a dealer. I guess, I guess that's how I feel. You're what you just said. You're just tired of the whole wrenching deal. Like I come home, like I don't want to work on anything in my exactly. house. Like I don't like working on my cars. I don't like working on my motorcycles or quads or mm-hmm. anything. Like I don't want to work on it. Yeah, I've got a half bathroom downstairs torn apart right now, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna work on that when I get home. I got all this stuff to do. By the time I get home, I'm like fuck this. Or like yeah. podcasting, for example. You know, I could probably record two or three days through the week so I could build up episodes. But by the time I get home, I'm just like, Mm-mm. yeah, I just want to relax. But uh, yeah, I think for me, like, so the only, const- well, I mean, other than operating in the construction field, my only mechanicing or wrenching in the construction field is where I work now. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was the agriculture was what burned me out the most. Like the Walnut company I worked for, man, it was seven days a week for, I mean, our normal shift was six tens and then, you know, and then harvest time came, it was seven, whatever. Like I'd work till two, three in the morning on a harvester, a walnut harvester and mm. get up at like six. Cause the phone's ringing asking where I'm at, you know, I'm like, well, I work till two, three in the morning, dude. Like, <laughs> so get back here. And of course, and of course the, the harvest crew I worked for, the harvest crew I was with, I was stationed with a harvest crew that was the Southern harvest crew. So hmm. like the town Chico kind of where I was, I was 20 miles North of Chico, but during harvest, I was down near uh, Butte city mm-hmm. that down there. I know where that's at. Uh, A lot of people don't. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys in Australia, in do you know where so Butte city? Like, oh, what's that? <laughs> so it was like a 60 mile drive to my, you know, harvest every morning is 60 miles and 60 miles back. I gotcha. Yeah. I never got to come up that way too much when I was working, you know, out of the YC store. Um, I think Gridley was the furthest I would go sometimes further. Um, again, you guys in Australia, um, in Canada, you probably don't know where that's at. (laughs) Uh, We're talking about God's country. Yeah. That's it's, if you guys think California, I said this in the podcast I was in or on the other day, you know, a lot of people, when they think California, they think Los Angeles or San Francisco. Palm trees and beaches. Yes. Surfing. You know, that's all we do out there, bro, is surf. Yeah. Um, no, we're, we're from, it's uh, very fields and mountains and beautifulness. Like uh, yeah. my wife and I, we got married in the Sutter Buttes. Oh, yeah. My favorite golf course not there no more. <laughs> yeah, that's uh 
it's just beautiful area out there. Rice fields, trees, you know, you got the redwoods in, in Northern California. It's yeah. there's just places to go and not, you know, and there's normal people in those areas. But anyway. that up and coming race car driver, he's from Sutter, right there by the Sutter Buttes. Yeah, there's a, actually a couple of guys that I raced with, uh, and they're both he's younger. There's two guys. So Kyle Larson, we raced together in Chico, or in Cycleland, and then uh, Matt DeBenodino, he's a NASCAR driver. Oh, yeah. He's yep. from Grass Valley. We raced together out there too. Um, yeah. So a lot of people don't know what the hell we're talking about right now, but. <laughs> Yeah, asphalt's for driving, dirt's for racing. There you go. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go left, and I'm going to go left. I'm going to go left. Well, I guess I didn't start. I guess I didn't. we didn't even talk about that. Like, So, like, in high school, I used to work on 410 sprint cars. Okay. And um, then the construction company I worked for, I worked on his race car, uh, pure stock race car at Silver Dollar Speedway. Okay, and, uh, Chico. Then I worked on his daughter's outlaw cards nice yeah that's uh i miss it a lot i would like to get my son into it but man it's just so expensive now because there's literally there's a sprint car track less than 10 minutes from my house and then there's an outlaw cart track 15 20 minutes from here i'm like man i might even get myself one you know <laughs> yeah. yeah we don't have any it's we have all asphalt tracks here i think the closest dirt tracks at least two and a half three hours Hmm. So wow. kind of bummed out. <laughs> uh, so you kind of wanted to, you got on here, you know, talking about like uh, reaching other technicians or whatever through social media. It's. Yeah. I, I have a hard time. What do they call it? Networking? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I used to be huge into like trying to connect with people especially on like Facebook and service trucks and all that stuff. And I just don't even want to deal with the people anymore because all the comments and stuff, you know, you post something and somebody's always got something to say. So I've kind of just backed out of it quite a bit. And then you got all the scammers, you know, spam yeah. and, um, you know, I still connect with a lot of people via Instagram, especially that's my highest for the podcast. That's the highest, you know, follower and do a lot of people talk on there but uh connecting I like with people Instagram. i like i just like because it's pictures like you don't have to have all the other bullshit that goes along with like facebook or mm. whatever you know i like just pictures and i just i don't know how to comment on people's stuff i'm like oh that's cool or <laughs> you know like yeah, I see some of this stuff, like some of your followers and stuff are doing and, you know, like people you've had on the podcast, I'm like, man, I'd like to talk to that guy. But like, I don't know, like, do I just reach out to him? Like, yeah. that's, that's, cool. that's how you make connections, man. I do that. Like, I, I don't really like TikTok, but I use it and it's fun to make videos and stuff. And like, I'll see somebody that's close to here and I'll message them and be like, hey, what's up? You know, it's kind of <laughs> weird, but I, I just do it. Screw it. Yeah, like it, I just, it sucks for where I'm at because I can't, like, I do some cool stuff and I can't take pictures of it. Like, yeah. like if I have pictures, like, I take it during my lunchtime when I'm off the clock and not being government funded. So, <laughs> yeah. I used to, like, I, I really wanted to get into YouTube and stuff 
Um, I still try to use it for the podcast, but I wanted to like show people that I'm actually a mechanic and not being fake, you know, like (laughs) I'm just running this podcast, but so I was doing a lot of like repair work and recording it and putting it on YouTube, but I just, it's way too hard to set up a camera and be like, this is what I'm doing or remembering to hit record or trying to set the, I don't have time for that. You know, Yeah. Like some of these guys, I don't get how they have the time. Like my company would not let me record stuff and take pictures all the time. Like the one John Deere guy. Uh, Zeth. Yeah. ZK like Master Tech. And They're, then the Western States. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Not supposed to say that. Oh, you're fine. No, that Western States repair, that guy. Uh, no, he's cool. There's also Adept Ape. Uh, he was on that the, guy. That's the West. Yeah. Oh, Western States. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the YouTube guy. Uh, damn it. Isn't it Western States Repair? Maybe. Truck I Repair? Don't know. Anyway, yeah, no. Adept, that guy, I love his videos. Josh with Adept. Because yeah. he wears his, his GoPro or whatever right here. So he's able yeah. to. I wish I could do that, but whatever. His, uh, your guys' podcast, that episode was really good. I thought he had some insightful stuff talking about the career or mm-hmm. trades and all that. Yeah. He was, uh, he was fun to talk to and, you know, before and after the podcast, we just, you know, got to sit there and talk and just super knowledgeable and always, uh, always has something, you know, and then he posted a video about somebody commenting and catching something on one of his videos. And it was just amazing. Like that's, what's cool about social media too, you know? It's like, oh, you, you fucked that up or that wasn't right. And they, he went back and checked and sure, shit, it was wrong. So, yeah, um, I just it, my problem is I work on so much different stuff from like multi-quip generators to, you know, like the big excavators and everything in between. We have stationary backup generators and stationary backup uh, water pumps, you mm-hmm. know, Cats, Cummins, like everything. Detroit's. We have like a 12V172 Detroit that runs a generator. Like we have all kinds of, I just, we work on so much different stuff. It's hard to be, an, hard to be knowledgeable on everything. Like you you start forgetting stuff or. Yeah, of course. You know. So do you have access to like cat sys and um, service advisor and all that stuff or. We have CatSys, we have Cummins Insight. We don't have advisor. They don't want to pay for that. That's about <laughs> it. We have that diesel laptops. Diesel laptops is about the only thing that saves me. You can you can read codes on Deer, right? With that. Yeah, codes. You can like I was programmed injectors on a eight one mm-hmm. the other day. Sixty eighty one. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought those were mechanical injectors on those. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't no, remember. It's a, 690? It's an 8 liter. Is it? It was an 8 liter beer. Yeah, it was in a generator. Okay. Hmm. So Maybe I'm thinking really old, but. Yeah, this one's a newer, not newer, but it's it has that. I can't remember the pump. It's got the two pumps looking things. Oh, the two solenoids on top? Yeah, hmm. that one. It's an 8 liter, I think. Maybe it's a 9. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know John Deere stuff. Don't want to know John Deere stuff. Well, shit, man. I think we covered quite a bit. Is there any other topics you want to discuss before we close this thing out? Or money? 
I don't know. I quit. I quit the dealership, and they instantly offered me ten dollars more an hour. I was making what? No, yeah. a dealership does that. <laughs> and I, I just I don't understand why they don't want to keep good techs around. Like I don't understand. I to me in my mind, it's they'd rather keep rotating through younger techs because they can pay them less mm-hmm. and get what they want out of them. Like, I don't know if that's the reason yeah. we had a, oh, no. we had a, we had the, the old Baylor guy. Hey guy, he worked for this dealership for 40 years before the owners. He worked for this at this location for 40 years, even before the owners who now own it owned it. Mm-hmm. And all they're like, all they said when he retired was, "Well, hate to see you go." That was it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> forty years he worked at this place. No, no appreciation or anything. It's like, yeah, we hate to see you go. You're so knowledgeable. We're losing, losing it here. Yeah, yeah. that's why. I, I just don't understand. It's crazy. Yeah, money's definitely been a a topic that we've been beating into the ground quite a lot lately, especially on the podcast I was on the other day, which by the way, shout out to uh dirty and driven James. He's doing a good job over there. Um, you know, up and coming podcaster and talented musician and everything else. But it was fun talking to him and, you know, we talked about money and, you know, they're just throwing money at these dudes to keep them or. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. It's just like talking tools now or trying to get people in the trades. It's just broken record at this yep. point. It's, yeah. That's the biggest. That's yeah. It's a, you can't, you can't beat it any farther than what it's been beat. So they got to make it, they have to make it better. I don't know if it's money or I think respect maybe. Yeah. And it's just the, not a lot of, up and coming let's just say the next generation they don't have the the common sense either to work on this stuff or do what we're doing or operate machines or anything because this they grew up on social media and using a phone for everything i think they need to like cater maybe cater to some of that stuff like maybe like i i think the adept ape what's his name josh josh i don't know his last name he, he won't tell me I think he touched on it maybe in his episode about like this. Somebody touched on it, like a rapid response, kind of a service tech kind of a guy, like that just goes and plugs into it and sees what's wrong with it. Like that's, I think that's where like these younger kids need to go into maybe like just doing that until Mm -hmm. they learn, you know, okay, so this sensor needs to be changed, change the sensor, you know, start, Start there and learn, you know, yeah. I'm de- bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm all for bringing back stuff into high school, like wood shop yes. or automotive class. I mean, why did we get rid of that? Um, you know, I think that would help out a lot. Yeah. At least give you some common sense around tools and stuff and use your brain. Um, yeah, it's... It, just beating a dead horse, you know, with it all. Yeah. But, you know, that's the next step for the podcast or whatever we're doing, you know, is we need to figure out how to connect with kids in high school or, you know, fresh out of high school or anything like that. But I don't know how to do it without advertising. 
all these kids, I don't know. You see them. I don't know if they're even kids. I don't know. I'm dating myself. I'm 39. So <laughs> you old I don't bitch. Know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. To me, they're kids, but you got all these effing kids that are going around in circles on, you know, in these intersections and shit, you know, oh, they're, yeah. those guys are working on their cars. Like, you know, that, that whole, that whole deal. I mean, all the, you see all these high school kids, they're working on cars. And I mean, yeah, they may be like little rice rockets and stuff, but, and they're just changing parts out, but yeah. you know, like those are the kids we need, you yeah. know, in the trade. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I've talked to a few, like I run into some guys sometimes, uh, you know, getting lunch at work and there's a couple of like, there's a BMW, uh, why am I brain farting dealership and, uh, Toyota and all that stuff right around the corner. So I'll be getting lunch and these guys will walk in and it's like, Hey, are you guys interested in probably making more money? You know, no, I'm pretty happy with working on these Acuras or whatever. I'm like, whatever, you know, and they're making, making chump change, but they're always like, well, we make really good money because we're, we're flag time. It's like, well, that's not always going to be there. There's going to be slow times. You know, people aren't going to be able to work on their cars pretty soon that that old guy I talked to I talked about the old hay guy that retired after 40 years mm-hmm. I got uh, I got marked down that cut my time on a job and I'm like it was a warranty job and they cut my time on it I'm like I did it under time mm-hmm. and they're like well no you got six hours on it or you know six hours I'm like no I didn't I had four and he's like well there's two hours from this old guy I'm like, he never even worked on it. Hmm. And I'm like, what the heck? So I go talk to the time card lady because you can see where the when they punched in and out on it and all this. And then I went and talked to the service manager. Well, they didn't have nothing for him to do. So they picked a job card randomly and put it on mine. So you didn't get any efficiency on it or nothing? Well, I did after throwing a, I didn't throw a fit. I'm just like, why would you even put it on a warranty card? Put it on a customer card. Mm, like, I hate that. That drives, that, that pisses me off, man. Cause then it makes your, you know, you look worse. You know, like I did this eight hour job in four hours. So, Oh, look at, we got some time here. Let's just throw it on his. Oh, yeah. Most, I was, I don't know if I was lucky. I don't know. Most of my stuff at the dealership was 90 or 75% warranty work. Like, which some guys didn't like the warranty work because you had, you know, you're up against a time frame, and I don't know. I liked it. I ran about, I ran over a hundred percent efficiency on warranty work. So good for the most part. Damn. Winter time was always, winter time always sucked, but. Yeah, of course. But that's, you know, a lot of what blows my mind is some of these states that actually shut down during winter, you know, and then they get laid off like construction companies, all that. I've never worked anywhere where that happens. I know they did it in California for like, I don't want to say the name. There's two big construction companies in, in Sacramento and they would get laid off. One, one contractor's license number is eight and the other one's like 162. Yes. And they're both green. Um, one's in a triangle yes. and one's got a big yellow. Big, big, big gold <laughs> color letter. Um, yeah. But yeah, they they would lay off during the winter and stuff, and I just like, what? I'd, I worked for the I worked for the red trucks with the gold stripe. Why do I know that? They were out of San Francisco. Okay, 
Hmm. Bay Area. Oh, oh, I know. Okay, there we we've had a guest on that worked for them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Two words, two word company. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, and the what's funny about that is I had a customer in California, a rice customer, and they had a bunch of those retired trucks, and they kept the, the same the color red ones with the gold stripe. Yeah. <laughs> He said the name of the company, but I'm not going to say it. Um, but yeah, man, this has uh, been quite quite a good episode, sir. Very well put together, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I thought it was going to be too interesting, so I don't know. I mean, no, no. I can I, go into more details on the radiological stuff some other time, I guess. I yeah. Maybe you can jump on a live with me. I'm going to start doing lives. At least okay. twice, twice a month, at least, maybe more. Okay. Uh, Sunday nights, so it's Sunday afternoon for you, but uh, yeah, man, I think it'd be fun to because people can actually ask you questions on there, and you can be like, mm, I can't answer, I can't answer that, or yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be glad to answer it. So, for anybody listening, yes, I will be going live more often on YouTube, possibly. You Instagram. did ask. What's you that? did ask if there was glowing stuff at my work. Uh-huh. Yes, there is. There is. Oh. But there's a there is a YouTube video on it. It's a certain type of radiation, and it's the don't quote me on it, but it's the particles going around mm-hmm. are moving faster in the speed of light, so they make light. Hmm. So yeah, it's it's on one of those YouTube videos. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's not like uh, fireflies it. or anything. I'm just kidding. No, it's underwater too. It's pretty cool. Really? Wow. I'll have to go yeah. check it out. My I don't s- know what episode it is or what video name or anything. Maybe I can find it and I'll send you a link. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm fine with shutting this thing down if you are. Uh, it's been yeah. been fun, man. I, I, w- I just want quality for you. <laughs> I just want quality. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Well, let me do this real quick, and then uh, we'll end this thing. But uh, if you guys need to get a hold of me, Certified Wrench Podcast at gmail.com. Social media, Certified Wrench Podcast. I'm not going to break it all down for everybody. Uh, haven't done much with the merch. Like I've said before, I wouldn't buy it. I'm going to close it out, and then maybe we'll do something later. And... Uh, I think that's it, man. I ain't going to go into all this shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Check out the YouTube, you know, all that stuff. Like I said, I'll be going live more often and probably recording them and releasing them as bonus episodes because they're pretty entertaining. Yeah. Just raw episodes, raw podcasts. Exactly. So, well, where can people find you if they want to? I'm going to tag you, obviously, in a shout out, but... uh, yeah, I just switched my account off of private, so. Oh, okay. Well, you don't have to do that if people want to add you, but uh, where can they it find just you? Just all the scammer ladies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, big boy. Uh, just yeah. Instagram or? Yeah, that's, I have, I don't post much because as from the podcast, my work don't allow me to, so. It's just Rex. Yeah, at Rex Sherburn. Rex Sherburn. Yeah, I'll give you a shout out, all that good stuff. I need some pictures. Um, yeah, guys, uh, sorry for being absent for two weeks. We're back in action. Um, glad to be here for the holiday weekend for you folks here in the United States. 
Um, sure, I won't get many listens on Monday. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it, man. I think we're good to go. I appreciate you guys being here and listening. I appreciate you for being a guest on the Certified Rich Podcast. Thanks for having me. And uh, we will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you.